The sun rises on Los Angeles. It's the dawn of a new day. In the final hour before first light, Private Eye Dash Malone struck down an ancient evil that took everything from him. But did that victory make way for a new beginning? Or is it just the beginning of the end? In 1938, I was kicked out of the LAPD. It was a scandal that was smeared across every headline in every paper in the City of Angels. Decorated police officer, Dashiell Malone, a homosexual. People were shocked. People were outraged. People felt betrayed. How could a man like me, someone who was a hero to so many, be a degenerate? The answer they came up with, I fooled them. I must have. Somehow, I pulled the wool over their eyes that through every crime I put a stop to, the real criminal was me. They took away my honors, my gun, my badge, and I thought I was done for. I was certain they were going to throw the book at me. A year before, a party at a cabin near Riverside was raided by the police. They hauled away a group of guys from the Army Air Corps. And the thing was, these weren't just military guys blowing off some steam. These were guys trying to live their truth away from a world that made it a crime for them to exist. They were guys just like me. The district attorney called the men a cancerous growth within the mainstream body that needed to be removed before it could spread. And the court agreed. The men landed in St. Quentin with sentences that ranged from 6 to 20 years. 20 years in prison for just loving someone else. If they sent a group of military guys to San Quentin for that, what chance would I have? But the real shocker, the plot twist that no one saw coming, not even me, they let me go. I didn't do any time. All I had to do was agree to a deal. To this day, the mystery behind that deal is something I've held on to, despite desperate attempts from rat-faced reporters trying to uncover the real truth. No one knows about the people who pull every string to make the secrets disappear into the shadows, even as I was shoved out into the light, exposed for all to see. I may have saved myself a few years in jail, but my real sentence was a lifelong one. Everyone knew I was a queer. I haven't gone a day in this town without someone recognizing me, without someone hating me just for existing. This was something I would never escape. I was marked. So I decided to become something people hated even more than a homosexual. I became a private detective. Since then, I've managed to steer clear of the LAPD. I haven't even set foot in Central Station, that is until now. In the last 48 hours, I've reunited with this old haunt three times. When I left the first time, it was in a brawl. When I left the second time, an ancient evil monster ravaged the place. And this time, actually, this time I don't think I'm leaving. This time I don't think any miracle is going to occur. This time I think I'm done for. This time I'm doomed. Doomed. You are listening to Dash, the case of the mysterious Zeta Makara. Chapter 13, The Mark.
This is it, Malone. My number really is up. If you think you're getting out of this one, you got another thing coming. I'm in an interrogation room. You might as well cop to it all now. Save us all the trouble. Sal's in the next one over. They're probably grilling him as hard as this Joker's grilling me. We can do this however way you want. They got Cindy and Andy in a holding cell. But I'd prefer to pound you if it's all the same. And the thing is, I can't blame them. Who can really believe what we just saw? It'd be the least you deserve. I stopped a centuries-old mummy from trying to take control of the Earth. Sure, what's not to believe about that? One way or the other. How many bodies have been left in its wake? You're gonna answer for this. And the only thing left at the museum was Sal and me, a pile of rubble, and the remains of five police officers. You and your accomplices. No sign of the mummy. No sign of anything supernatural at all. And especially no sign of... Now, where is Zeta Makara? You know, Guy, I would really like to know that myself. What kind of an idiot do you take me for? You know, you're starting to sound a lot like Fernez. Hey, where is he? I thought he would be the first one in line to see me go down. Who says I'm not warming you up till he can get a real crack at you? I'm going to let you sit here for a moment and think about that. Be right back. Delightful. Just delightful. Mr. Malone? How did you? Professor Bendigo Shoe, at your service. Yeah, I know. We don't have a lot of time, so some things will need to remain a mystery for now. That's so? Well, you gotta teach me that vanishing act you got going on there, because that's the only way I'm gonna get out of here. Oh, you're not in any real danger. They're about to hang every charge they got around my neck, friend. And you walk through walls or something. I assure you, I don't walk through walls. Well, whatever it is you do, you gotta spring me out of here. I need to find... You need to find who? Zeta Makara. Oh, you don't need to find Zeta. When it is time... She will find you. What does that mean? It means you've only taken the first step in your journey. I don't think you get the situation here, buddy. This is the end of the line for me. Only the beginning. Now, this feels pretty final to me. Do you not feel it? Do you not sense it? You have been changed. Will you stop talking in riddles? It's been calling to you. What? What has? The Ouroboros. Impetu, the one you have defeated, he held its mark. But that has now been transferred to you. That power cannot be taken out of this world. Where death devours, life begins again anew. By the grace of Atum, a rebirth. A rebirth? You recite the prayer. You touch the soul of the one you love through the void of life and death. And now the Ouroboros and all its power remain with you. 
What, what does that even mean? It means you are more special than we could have possibly guessed. That thing. It said I was doomed. Is that... Just because our fate is fixed doesn't mean we can't do great things in the meantime. And Plink, I saw him. He was trying to tell me something and I couldn't understand him. The heart can only hear what it is ready to hear. I don't understand any of this. Oh, you will. <laughs> you will. Get out of here, Malone. What? What, are you deaf? Get out of here. You're free to go. You're joking. <laughs> Do I look like I'm joking? Well, to be honest, it was hard to take you serious from the start. I don't get it. For a queer, you must have friends in very high places. Which was funny, because the only friends I had were being set free at the same time I was. In the hallway, waiting for me. Dash! Officer Sal McGill, my inside on the police force, and a friend. Hey, pal. What the hell just happened? I don't know. One second they were talking to me like my life was over. The next they told me to report in tomorrow morning like nothing happened. Any sign of... There you two are! My wisecracking secretary, Cindy Crenshaw. We spent the entire night in a slammer. And her boyfriend, Andy Clementine. And then they let us go! Scot-free! That seems to be the common denominator here. You don't know math. And you look terrible, by the way. Like something the meat grinder rejected. I guess that's the same as, I'm glad you're okay. If I spent my energy worrying about you every time you run off on some half cockamamie... She was worried all night long. I was worried about you too, Cindy. Now spill what the heck happened at the museum. We'll tell you all about it. And you won't believe a word of it. Oh, after last night, there's nothing I won't believe anymore. Where's that Makara lady? Dash, I swear, she set this whole thing up. There's a lot to figure. But let's get out of this station before we run into any more trouble. What more trouble could we get into? Well... You didn't see Fernez, did you? And then, as if on cue, I see him walking right towards me. Bruno Fernez. If I had a choice between talking to him or getting my nails ripped out one by one, it would be a difficult choice. Last night, Fernez confronted me in Plink's place, in an underground room full of a truth I could barely grasp. If it wasn't for Sal, I'd probably be done for. We left him cuffed to his steering wheel. Looks like he had a rough night. I'm not planning on this to go well. But he walks right past. Doesn't even look at us. Normally, I would call that a victory. But at this moment, that doesn't sit right. Fernez! Dash. Don't. How's your head? You know what, Malone? What's that? You don't even know what's coming. Go on, then. What's coming? <laughs> no, no, you think you got the upper hand. You think you got out of all this. You're just digging your grave more and more each day. And I'll be there the day they throw your miserable body in it. I'll be there. You don't even know. And what don't I know? Oh, you must think I'm real stupid. Oh, I've been thinking it. Sweetie Pop, 
He's a cop. Looks more like a sack of rotten potatoes, if you ask me. Cute. I'll see you and your band of misfits around. And McGill. Yeah? We ain't done, either. Probably shouldn't have done that. Probably should have done worse. What do you figure he meant when he said, we don't even know what's coming? I don't know, but I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. You know what I like? Breakfast. Sounds good to me. Over the next few days, I attempt to tie up the loose ends of this mess. But it seems as if someone or something had beaten me to it. I tried to reach out to the families of the officers who were killed in the line of duty facing that monster. They may have turned their back on me in life, but I'll remember the sacrifice they made. And that turned out to be the problem. It seems like I was the only one who remembered them. I couldn't find a record of any police injured or killed that night. No notices in the paper. No grieving family made any statements. My insight on the police force tried to look into it for me. We meet at our place, the 6th Street Bridge. Hey, buddy. I can't stay long. They moved me to a new precinct downtown. I'm on a different beat. Creases, it's a rough one. Hmm. Sounds like they're trying to keep you out of the way. It's crazy. It's like the entire force just up and forgot everything that happened. The guys that were lost. The damage done. But it's not... Christ, it's not the only thing. What is it? It's... Uh, what? Captain pulled me into his office a few days ago, before I got reassigned. Said if I didn't keep my mouth shut and my nose out of what went down that night at the museum, it wouldn't just be my badge on the line. It'd be my... He threatened you? Not just me. Look, buddy, I want to find out what happened as much as you do. It tears me up at nights, what we saw, but... No, pal, you've stuck your neck out enough for me. Just drop it, okay? You've got to. It's just... I got a lot on the line. A lot. Yeah. Impetu made a bold claim about Sal. You have a son. I wonder, when will you tell your wife about him? We haven't talked about it. I know from personal experience your friends can't tell you their truth until they're ready. There's no point in trying to force them. This will have to be another story for another day. Yeah, I... I should get going. Hey, beers next Friday? Sure. I'll let you know. Hey. Yeah? We go out. We go out together. I'll see you around, buddy. I'll see you around. Just another story for another day. After the night in the museum... Impetu and the entire Egyptian exhibit had vanished. So did Zita Makara. 
as if they were never there to begin with. I went back to the museum just to see what I could see. Uh, any information about the Egyptian exhibit or anyone connected with it is not for us to discuss with anyone but the authorities at this juncture. There will be an announcement in the time shortly. You know, I was almost killed in this museum. Oh, oh how about uh, a free pin? I was almost killed twice in this museum. Okay, well, how about two free pins, then? Are you new here? No, I've been with the museum for quite some time. Okay, is there any way I could speak to Miss Butterback? Who? Emily Butterback. She works here. I absolutely don't know anyone by that name, I swear. Blonde lady, very buttoned up, we'll say. Always wears a brooch that looks like a... Scorpion. There's no one here who looks like that. No one. Ma'am, are you afraid of something? No. Why on earth would I be? But I have to go. Here are two free pins. Look, I'm a private investigator. If you're afraid of something, if someone's threatening you, I can... I'm sorry. I do have other things to do. Please enjoy your stay here. Since the museum, I haven't slept well. In my dreams, all I see is him. He's speaking to me. He's saying something important, something that he wants me to know. But I can't hear what he's saying. I can't hear him at all. And I fear I'll never hear him again. He's dead after all. He, he's gone. Plink's family laid him to rest in a cemetery outside of Palm Springs. I was right. I wasn't invited. How could I be? They didn't even know who I was. On the day of the burial, I parked up the hill and watched as his family stood around the gravesite. We pray to thee, our God, this day, that blessing be provided. There were no tears shed. In fact, most of them looked indifferent. Except a little boy who was visibly shattered almost as much as I was. His nephew, Spence. This little guy here, that's my nephew, Spence. He's the only innocent one among us. His mother, my peach of a sister, is the only one not pictured. She abandoned him, ran off for some political cause. If it wasn't for me, he'd only have his thug of a father. And while his family put him in the ground, Someone torched Plink's house to the ground. Back. What do you have to report? It's Scorpion. It seems the Scorpion's sting was not deadly enough. This was a temporary setback. A temporary setback. An entire mission destroyed. We were almost exposed. But we were not. There are many forces who were invested in the 
Statue's resurrection, they have covered our tracks for us, whether they knew it or not. But we have lost our greatest weapon. Hardly. The short-lived resurrection of the failed Egyptian prince has brought us closer to them. Bah! Do you really believe that? Impetu said they were closer than we had assumed, which means the maps we have sought are correct. We follow them, we unlock their secrets, and we'll achieve far greater power than some mummy. It's a nice theory, but the fact is we had actual power in our grasp, and now it is gone. The army was not ready. It should have been at the doorstep. It was too soon. There were other factors. We are in the process of eliminating them. Like the detective? We'll take care of the detective in our own time. We will not interfere in our plans again. In the house of his lover, did you find anything of interest before you burned it to the ground? Absolutely nothing. A waste of time. Hmm. Perhaps I was wrong. Your sting is sharp. Meaning? Not once during this entire affair have you shown a shred of emotion for Johnny Plinkett's. And why should I? After all, he was your... Johnny Plinkett's was dead to me long before this. That he's actually dead now means nothing. Nothing at all. Apparently so. Apparently so. Prepare to initiate Plan Z. Scorpion out. The case of the mysterious Zeta Makara was coming to a close, no matter how hard I tried to keep it open. After hearing about the events at the museum, Cindy is even more convinced everything that happened was part of an elaborate plan put into motion by Zeta Makara. And I can't say she's not wrong. Plink's death, Impetu coming back to life, Professor Shu's cryptic yet always opportune advice. Ouroboros, the prayer, it all adds up to something, but what? I have a tradition when it's time to close the book on an investigation. I retire to the roof of my office building with Cindy and watch the sun go down on Los Angeles. I make the drinks. The cocktail of choice for this evening is the Corpse Reviver number two. I thought it was appropriate. Cindy is reading the Times. They finally released an official statement on what happened that night at the museum. They say they, because I'm still not quite sure who's pulling the strings behind it all. Those doors will have to stay closed for now. The story is buried on page 11. They're calling this a publicity stunt? A publicity stunt? Listen to this. Universal Studios is taking credit for the explosion at the Los Angeles County Museum of Natural History. Contrary to many eyewitnesses, the LAPD is reporting no casualties at this time during a test run of these groundbreaking special effects. The studio has agreed to pay damages while simultaneously promoting their new rejuvenated mummy franchise with its new feature film The Mummy's Hand starring Dick Varan. 
Ah, uh, Dick Ferran. Nice voice. Built like a football player, too. Wouldn't mind playing two-hand touch with him. You big louse! Ow! How are you joking at a time like this? Go easy there! No, stop it! Stop! Don't you dare play this off. Not with me. Well... Damn it. What do you want from me? I'm trying my best to get my head back together. Swell. But save the show for someone else, you big galoot. I know you're tearing yourself apart. Every minute of every damn day. Well, stop it. How do you expect me to do that? Drop the act, for starters. He kept telling me to trust him. And I wanted to. It's what we were working for. It's okay to want to trust someone. Even if I did... love him. It's nothing to be ashamed of. But look at what happened. It doesn't matter what happened. What's important is that you felt something. Okay. I loved him. But... But... I should have known better. Huh? Because it was right there, staring me in the face this entire time, and I knew it. I've known it. I've known it my entire life. What's that? The sad fact is that I can't trust anyone. There are no happy endings for a guy like me. Not in this life. Well, that's a grim and gritty takeaway you got there, Gumshoe. It's the facts. So you can't trust me now? That's not what I'm saying. Then what are you saying? If I listened to my gut, if I hadn't... Then you'd be the one dead right now. Mr. Plinkus was probably over the moon for you, but he was never up front with you. That's where trust starts. No matter how you feel, you can't skip ahead a few steps and hope it'll work out. It never does. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. Probably. Yeah. Probably. I'm gonna just sip this drink and let you think about that one. Where'd a gal like you get so bright? Oh, I work for this P.I.? Do all his detective work for him. He'd be lost without me. Now that's something you can trust. If you don't mind me asking. When has that ever stopped you? Is it still there? It's been a while. You mean my very own personalized Ouroboros? You want to see it? I roll up my right shirt sleeve, and there it is, imprinted on my forearm. The Ouroboros. The snake eating its own tail. But there isn't just one. There's six of them, encircling each other, each turning in an opposite direction. I'm now marked in more ways than one. It's not going away at all? Nope. I think I'm stuck with it. It's just another reminder that I'm doomed. At least that's what the mummy said. Eh, my mother said that too. She's probably right. Don't give her that much credit. What do you think? What do I think? The most important question of them all. I think every schmuck with a nickel in his pocket wants a happy ending. That's all they ever want. What they're too stupid to realize is they don't exist. They aren't real. That's comforting. And that's not what any of this is about anyways. We're all doomed. You want some facts? Those are the facts. Just sad facts. It's finding the right people to be doomed with. That's the key to it. That's the key to the whole damned thing. Cindy. Yeah? 
Thanks. Thanks for being my friend. You're welcome. Now, where's my raise and my brownie? The sun sets on Los Angeles. Day turns to night, and in the darkness, what Dash Malone and Cindy Crenshaw cannot see is they are being watched. It is Zita Makara. She smiles and says to herself, Mr. Malone, what you don't know is the mark of your doom is unfolding into a far greater destiny. Our paths shall cross again. Until then, your journey has just begun. You have been listening to Dash, The Case of the Mysterious Zeta Makara, starring Peter Zielinski, Sarah Luciano, Jay Mazzola, Christopher Ptolemeo, Shana Massad, Thomas Robert Irvin, Kathy Mostek, Lee Jacobs, James Minel, Mick Loro, Robert Hibbs, Richard Dietz, Lori Jacobs, Iris Gerlach, Sarah Gerlach, Joel Gerlach, Emma Wagner DeFrange, David Luciano, Jerry Temple, and Carlos Giga. Written and directed by Dave Ebersole. Sound design by Mick Laurel. Music by Christopher Tolomeo and Mick Laurel. Produced by Ed Hill and Mick Laurel. Executive producers Dave Ebersole and Mick Laurel. Dash created by Dave Ebersole and D. Leah Gable. Until next time, I'm Jim Diamond. Thank you for listening. We're recording. We're recording. We are recording. And my name is Dave Eversall, and I am the writer, director, co-creator, and executive producer of Dash the Podcast. And I am with... Mick Loro. I am recording engineer, part-time actor, producer, executive producer, sound designer... And I share the music with Christopher. And we have just, um, we're about to upload the final episode. And we want to just actually say, uh, take the time to say a very special thank you to everyone who has been listening for the past six months. Absolutely. Everybody who's listened, everybody who's commented on social media, um, emailed us, left us incredible feedback on, uh, on these past six months of um our first season of dash thank you so much um and we just wanted to also say a, a very special thank you to over 30 people between the actors the uh producers just people who have uh, shown up to help out in any way uh they possibly can to help make this show a reality thank you so much yeah we're not going to name names but they know who they are <laughs> Um, most of them are in the credits, so that's good. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and we also, um, w- you know, if, you, if you've been listening um, week by week, um, we, we've already received your, your responses to that. If, you're, if you've waited till the season finale to, you know, binge listen, please let us, uh, you know, let us know what you think about it. Yeah, if you could leave us a uh, five-star uh, rating or uh, a review on Apple podcasts on, on on spotify on pod chaser on good pods on wherever you listen to uh, your podcast 
leaving us a review and a rating really does help us um, get a lot more visibility on the show and help us um, get more uh, ears on the world of Dash. Once again, thank you for everybody who has listened, who's going to be listening. This has been a labor of love. We've put a lot of time and effort into this. Dave and I are very particular about the way this sounds. I hope that came across. Again, let us know what you think for season two in the near future. (laughs) But right now, we are going to go to sleep because... (laughs) Well, first, we're going to finish our drinks. We're we're going to finish our drinks, and then we're going to go to sleep. Um, Thank you for listening, and I'm uh, Dave Ebersol. And I'm Mick Lurio. Once again, thank you very much for listening and for all the support. And this has been a Light Booth Blackout production. Yeah. All right. So let's let let's get on to it because um, we got a lot to recover tonight. Um, <laughs> Whose fault is that? Uh huh. Hey, look! I wrote you to your own episode. Well, it's, <laughs> it's mostly it's more Sarah's episode than Jay's. Episode. <laughs> But Jay has his own episode. We are we, we just recorded that. Jay, okay, we, okay, okay. We both get mini episodes. Yay! I'm sorry that was right in everyone's ears. <gasps> We're gonna do another one. It's, I don't know what it's. Gonna I was like, be, I know what it's oh. gonna be. It's a Sal and Cindy coffee chat. That might happen. <laughs> Sal and Cindy coffee time. We gossip about what's happening at the police station. Craze us. Because I play bridge with some of the girls who work down in the reception. I know some of those girls. I know. That's why it's going to be such a great show. Pete, we miss you. Pete. Pete, Pete, Pete. Yeah, I'll read for Dash. Because unless you want to hook up your microphone, then you can read it. No, that's okay. You can try to read. No, that's okay. Come it... on, Mick. Play with us. Hey, hey did, 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 play. did everybody hear Mick's awesome acting? In the, in the little... I did. I did. Isn't it good? It was so good. It's so good. That was my favorite part. It's, he's like, ma'am, please. That was that was Dave. We don't have an officer. Oh, that's your part. <laughs> <laughs> there were a couple different voices I heard, and I was like, I don't know who that is. Who did he get? <laughs>